We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. You knew the risks when you decided to drive drunk. There could be a crash. People could get hurt or killed. But that didn't stop you, did it? You knew you could get arrested. You could incur huge legal expenses, and you could possibly even lose your job. You were well aware of the consequences of driving drunk. But one thing's for sure. You were wrong when you said it was no big deal. Drive sober or get pulled over. This message brought to you by NHTSA. What up, my people? KJ Podcast. Pump, you're with me on a Monday evening, San Francisco, California. We have a lot to discuss. I treat the NFL offseason, specifically March here, like it's the regular season. You're essentially winning games. You can win an offseason here like the Philadelphia Eagles did. Alshon Jeffrey, Chris Long, Torrey Smith. They added pieces that got them to the Super Bowl. Chips are falling. Allen Robinson likely not going to be franchise tagged in Jacksonville. Same with Kyle Fuller, Chicago Bears cornerback set to hit free agency. I'll have my evaluations of both of those players. I'm not in agreement with everyone on Allen Robinson here. 49ers Twitter is, I think, gushing. And I'm going to present scenarios to you and maybe sway your opinion on Allen Robinson to San Francisco NFL Combine, big picture takeaways. Quarterbacks are going to be flying off the draft boards. I think Baker Mayfield could go top five. It's not out of the question Lamar Jackson goes top ten. KJ Podcast is sponsored by FameProject.org. You can win money on NFL free agency. This isn't fantasy football stuff. This isn't fake money with your buddies. This is, okay, I think Allen Robinson, the 49ers are going to sign him. 
you can place a bet, fameproject.org, stock market prices, data science is involved in these formulations. Free $10 to start, fameproject.org, sign up today. All right, the big news on a Monday, Allen Robinson, the Jacksonville Jaguars are reportedly going to let him walk in free agency. No franchise tag. They decided $16 million, not worth it for their number one receiver. They're going to go in a different direction. Allen Robinson, 25 years old, had an incredible 2015 campaign, 1,400 yards, 14 touchdowns, so many deep yards that year, and he was a red zone machine. Regressed in 2016. That was partially Blake Bortles' fault. You can't put all that on Allen Robinson. And then he tears his ACL in 2017. 2014, he was so-so as a rookie. Nothing spectacular, but you could tell he was going to be a nice player. So one very big year is about to get Allen Robinson a tremendous payday. I put the the poll out on Twitter. And I think this is a fair contract number that Allen Robinson is legit going to ask for. Five years, $70 million, $47 million guaranteed. It's what Julio asked for in 2015. DeAndre Hopkins got a little above that recently. You have T.Y. Hilton, Antonio Brown in this range. I think Allen Robinson, knowing how teams are desperate, is going to ask for something that big. And teams may push back or teams may spend stupid money on Allen Robinson and it will force the 49ers to go after this guy. Let me make this clear. I don't think Allen Robinson will be a bad addition to the team. But I've got to read for you the stats in December with Jimmy Garoppolo. There might be a whole new strategy at wide receiver here. Why are you spending big money when you can fill in how New England does, how New Orleans does with Drew Brees, where you don't need elite receivers when your quarterback is this good. Why even bring a piece of the puzzle in when you're not sure you need it yet? You just signed this deal with Jimmy Garoppolo, who in December, by the way, first in passing yards per game, first in yards, first in first downs, 50%, second in points per game, 288 Third in completion percentage. First in time of possession. This was one of the best offenses in the league without Pierre Garçon. I keep harping this point, but I want to make it clear. 49ers fans are getting a little too excited about free agency. A little too excited about cap room. Allen Robinson is a want, not a need. I think this passing offense will be top five with Pierre Garçon. Barring any injuries and everyone stays healthy. And they draft a receiver in the second, third, fourth round. He comes in and is as good as Marquise Goodwin was down the stretch, all of a sudden, you're not paying receivers very much money, and you're getting unbelievable production, which leaves you cap room to bolster D-line cornerback. Everyone's sniping back on me on Twitter today. I don't want to rain on the Allen Robinson parade. I just want to look at the bigger sense of building this football team and not rushing things when Jimmy Garoppolo's 26 right now. Allen Robinson could be a miss, guys. I don't think he's an automatic slam dunk where he's a top 10 receiver every week on the field. I don't think he's proven that. You can say Bortles and you can say if he didn't get hurt, he would have had a monster year on that team. Jacksonville just decided they can go to an AFC Championship game next year without him. 
I'm worried the Chicago Bears are going to offer stupid money because they have such a need at receiver, and they have, and they've been busting in the draft, and they really have to bring in a proven commodity. You lose Alshon Jeffrey and Kevin White's a bust now. The Bears have to give Mitchell Trubisky something. They're in a more desperate spot than the 49ers, but the 49ers then again have so much money where Allen Robinson could set his price. There's going to be other suitors too. Free agency a week away. It's March 5th now. March 12th, legal tampering begins. The negotiations will start leaking out. There'll be bidding wars. And I just, at the end of the day, I don't think it is a necessity. I'd rather roll over cap room, see what Pierre Garçon looks like, see what a rookie receiver looks like, keep Trent Taylor on the field, keep developing Kendrick Bourne, sign a Taylor Gabriel or someone for reasonable money. Jimmy Garoppolo came in here in December and struggled some and no one was getting open. I'd say, yeah, go get Allen Robinson. But he literally came in here, lit the league on fire, just became the highest paid quarterback ever. And I think the tools he's he has are good enough to go to the wild card next season and keep padding this cap room. And maybe you'll say, yeah, this solves number one wide receiver. You never have to draft it. You're all in on Allen Robinson. You think the evaluation, you've seen enough that one season in 2015, Kyle can replicate that. Maybe I'm wrong. I think it's a risky play. I'm I'm not all in on Allen Robinson. He comes here, I'll be happy. I think it'll be a good signing. But I don't think it's automatically panning out long-term where this was the player that really got them over the hump offensively. And they need to spend big money. That leaves us right to Kyle Fuller. I don't know what his market's going to be, but he proved in 2017 after some ups and downs that he's a damn good corner and essentially a number one corner. Vic Fangio, tough love there, battled injuries, showed flashes, never put it together. Contract here, Kyle Fuller puts it together. The Bears moving on for him because they need to use money on offense. They're, they have not been good at drafting early on. They want to avoid that. Allen Robinson makes sense there. They're willing to let... Kyle Fuller walk and that's my number one corner over Tremaine Johnson I'm I'm team Kyle Fuller you look at other corners around the league AJ Bouye Jimmy Smith Darius Slay these guys didn't come in and light the league on fire they were very much like Kyle Fuller struggled a bit out of the gates Jimmy Smith was not highly regarded at all people were calling him a bust Kyle Fuller didn't even have a a, a roster spot automatically locked up this year. He proved he can play outside in the league. There's traits there. It takes a while for corners to to blow up sometimes. Not everyone's Marcus Peters. Not everyone's Marshawn Lattimore. Jalen Ramsey is a special case. A lot of corners, my my good pal Ray Farmer used to say, slow-brewed coffee, crock-pot guys. It, It can take a while. You're seeing it with Akilah Witherspoon now. I think it clicked for Kyle Fuller this year. I think in a scheme that fits him correctly, he's the right play at corner. Sign him, and you still might even draft Denzel Ward if he falls. Tremaine Johnson, not good at zone coverage. He's good man-to-man, but you're limited in your scheming then to play man-to-man a lot more than you want to because Tremaine can get burned quite a bit in zone. That's not something I want to live with. I think Kyle Fuller was more consistent on film this year. I mean, less plays. He only had two interceptions, but... Firm tackler, good acceleration, good tracking. Third in the league in pass breakups, too. Kyle Fuller has great hands. 
So you're looking at priorities here. Kyle Fuller, I would like to sign day one, day two of free agency. Get another corner in here immediately. Admit the secondary was unacceptable last year. If we had a Kyle Fuller playing opposite of Dante Johnson, or instead of Dante Johnson there, we would have been so much better. Wide receiver is not as much of a need. I think you're going to have a top five passing offense no matter what you do. Add another stable piece, add a tight end, potentially Jimmy Graham on the cheap if you want, but making Allen Robinson a top five paid receiver when he's probably a top 15 receiver, let's be real. He just hasn't done it consistently enough. And that injury screwed him, and he didn't have a rookie year. He's He has two years to judge on, and one of them's re- really, really damn good, and one of them's pretty good. Th- that's a risky move to me. Pierre Garçon wasn't risky because he had a proven track record, and he wasn't missing games either. He's reliable. You count on him 8 for 80 every week. Kyle Shanahan knew that's what he's getting. He knows what he's getting in Taylor Gabriel. He knows. I, ju- I don't want to rain on the parade. I really don't want to say if this signing even happens listen it's good Kyle's going all in and spending this much on a wide receiver and I get I've argued Le'Veon Bell too if you're really gonna go after an offensive weapon they better be a sure damn thing and there's just a little bit too much risk involved and a little too much of I've already seen Jimmy Garoppolo ball the f out on Jacksonville, on Tennessee, who was making the playoffs, on a damn good Vic Fangio defense from last season. Texans have a good secondary. I mean, Jimmy G was walking in here and lighting people up with limited tools and knowledge of the playbook. I, I just, you might be able to build this roster. Danny Amendola's, Willie Sneeds. If you have a passer that's this good, Upper echelon receivers, unless they're slam dunk, I just, I'm not for it right now, okay? You know my view on it. The poll is out there. If they can somehow finagle a one-year betted deal, I don't know why Allen Robinson would take that. Maybe he would. Two or three-year deal. I guess he's 25. He's thinking he can hit free agency again. But if I'm Allen Robinson, football is a game. It's a dangerous game. He tears one more ACL. He might be done. I mean, this is his time to get paid. Allen Robinson has to cash in. I don't think this is a one-year thing for him. He's not as established as Alshon Jeffrey was last offseason. Um, those are the thoughts there, guys. Allen Robinson, I'd be fine with it. I don't think it's necessary. And if all of a sudden you don't have a lot of cap room and Allen Robinson doesn't have a good year and it's 2019 and now you're like, shoot, we want a pass rusher now. There's good ones hitting the market. We actually do need some interior help. Earl Mitchell's starting to get old. You're going to have other needs and you're just going to say, damn, I mean, we we kind of wasted a lot of money on Allen Robinson there when we didn't really need to. Is he going to come in and have 70 for 1300 or is he going to come in and Share the ball. Jimmy Garoppolo is throwing the ball everywhere. Who knows what people's stats are going to look like at the end of the season. It might not be necessary to have such an upper echelon talent. It's too early. And I keep repeating myself and I'm rambling. We're going to the next point. I think some stocks actually did change at the NFL Combine. So it's time to release our first KJ mock draft Anytime there's relevant news or some big shakeups in the top 10, I'll release a mock. Probably only two or three before the annual event in April. But now's time. We've gathered enough data. Um, I'll, I'll do a top 10. Real quick, big picture. 
quarterbacks improve their stock. I think Baker Mayfield's going top five. His film speaks for itself. He has that fiery leadership qualities. Teammates at Oklahoma were obsessed with him. There's a chance that he goes number two overall. I would not be stunned if that happened. So that's good news for the Niners. We'll have to see what pans out with Kirk Cousins in free agency, Case Keenum, A.J. McCarron. There's going to be movement, but Lamar Jackson could be a top 10 pick. Josh Rosen's not falling past the Jets. Darnold's not falling past the Broncos. Josh Allen, I mean, the accuracy thing is going to remain there, but it's going to be stunning if he is not a top 10 pick. Someone's going to take a chance, even if that's Miami in a trade-up. So quarterbacks... Five are going top ten. I think four could go in the top six, which means there's going to be prospects leaking down the board. Could be drastic trade-ups, or the 49ers get a guy they had no idea. They could get either Quentin Nelson or Minka Fitzpatrick could be falling to nine, and the 49ers will have a very tough decision because Denzel Ward could be there too. Tremaine Edmonds could be there too. Marcus Davenport might be a top ten pick now. Stocks change at the Combine. Saquon Barkley, no way he falls past three. I would say Indianapolis would either pounce there or I think there's going to be a trade-up for him. Even Harold Landry, people had him at 28-29, a fringe early second-round pick. He might be top 10 now, putting up a comparable Combine to Joey Bosa, Vic Beasley, a bunch of other pass rushers that are premier players in the league. Harold Landry could be one of those guys, and someone might throw a dart at him. So top 10 all over the place. Now, I think there's a bunch of top 10 prospects in this draft who will go in the teens. This is a deeper draft class than free agency. Teams might be willing to make some drastic trades to get up. Let's get into it. First, KJ podcast mock draft. I've got Josh Allen, number one overall. I Ultimately, don't think it's going to be a great pick for Cleveland, but they have the coaching staff now in place. Todd Haley, Hugh Jackson, front office, John Dorsey, Elliot Wolf. They're going to take a little bit of a chance at a quarterback here. They love the arm strength. Remember, John Dorsey picked Patrick Mahomes as the successor for Alex Smith, was trying to really get the opposite quarterback in there, get someone a gunslinger mentality. That's the kind of quarterback he likes. Baker Mayfield, I think, will be in play here. Sam Darnold will be in play. Ultimately, I think they're going to say Josh Allen had nothing to work with at Wyoming. That was part of the accuracy issues. Matt Stafford kind of had a lower 60% accuracy thing. That He's more of a Matt Stafford type of player. I think that's a good play. Like Ultimately, I don't think he lives up to that, but Josh Allen, number one pick. Two, I think there's a drastic trade. I think Buffalo or Miami will go with Buffalo in this. Gives 21-22 in their first next year. I think they want Baker. I think that fiery attitude fits Sean McDermott. Buffalo's needed a quarterback for so long. Tyrod Taylor stabilized things, but they want that guy who is going to challenge Tom Brady. And Baker Mayfield, the more you watch his film, he manipulates defenses with his eyes. He's got the arm. People believe in him. Baker Mayfield, I think, is going top five. I think he goes two when it's all said and done. That leaves Saquon Barkley at three. Indianapolis, all of a sudden, is either getting him, Bradley Chubb, or a massive 
trade haul. I think there's some team will lose its mind looking at Todd Gurley, Ezekiel Elliott. If a team has an O-line in place and they don't have that running back piece, they might have to think about making a huge trade up. The Colts have a lot of needs. They could take players in a trade too. Or they could take Saquon Barkley. And that's what I have them doing. Giving Andrew Luck that piece. It's not only the running back, it's a receiver. It's a 6-7 catch. He could take things to the house all the time type of guy. In between the tackles, outside. Randomly throw him on a kickoff. He might take it to the house. You're, you're going to have one of the most explosive players in the league for a long time to come. Hard not to pull the trigger there. And then Browns at four. It always been Minka Fitzpatrick here in every mock before the combine. I think his stock is falling. Don't think ultimately not having a position is a, is a good thing. GMs will come out and say what they say during these things, but not being able to plug and play him and know his exact home and he was kind of weak on the bench press and Derwin James looks like a better athlete than him. I think there's trepidation. So ultimately, Browns go Bradley Chubb. Now they have Bradley Chubb and Miles Garrett, a formidable duo pass rushing. Their defense is going to be set up front for a long time with Bradley Chubb and Miles Garrett. So good pick for Cleveland there. Five, Sam Darnold. He was once supposed to go number one. I think ultimately, John Elway says this is our guy. Again, I'm not sold on him being outstanding either, but he's going to a great situation. I think he'll sit there. They might add A.J. McCarron. They might add Case Keenum too. I don't think they want to play Sam Darnold right away. And I think he knows that too. He turned the ball over way too much, had some weird footwork issue from time to time at USC. He's got to refine his mechanics, but he does throw well under pressure. Sam Darnold, a lot of quarterbacks. Eli Manning hates pressure. A lot of quarterbacks hate pressure. Sam Darnold is good with guys around his feet, so... Certain things you can't coach. I think they pull the trigger. Jets at six. Josh Rosen. I think it fits perfectly in the New York market. He's confident. I thought had the second best arm behind Josh Allen, if not the best at the combine. Such a smooth stroke. You can tell he played tennis. Very refined. Great technique. We'll see where Kirk Cousins goes. Because I think in this, he would be going to Minnesota. If not, they'll, they'll take some type of skill player here. So now you've had six picks, and really the only skill players that come off the board are Saquon Barkley and Bradley Chubb. Buccaneers are sitting on the board. They can take Minka, Denzel, Tremaine Edmonds, Quentin Nelson. I have them taking Derwin James. Thought he jumped at the combine. Thought his film from two years ago was unbelievably special. Um, he, he'll make some mistakes on the field, no doubt. Patrick Peterson made a bunch of mistakes too. Derwin James... He'll come in, he'll play safety, could eventually move to corner. Just one of the true athletes you'll ever see on a football field. Absolutely love him. Tampa Bay, he's going to be too hard to pass up. And then you got Quentin Nelson going to the Chicago Bears, one pick before the 49ers. Ultimately, Chicago decides, hey, let's let's build up front for Trubisky. We've missed on too many receivers up here. We can't take Cortland Sutton. I got the Niners and nabbing Denzel Ward, my first mock draft. Ohio State cornerback. They probably should have taken Marshawn Lattimore at three last year. Instead, they take his old running mate, Ohio State corner. Buckeye comes home, competes to be the number one corner. If it's him and Kyle Fuller, and you have Jimmy Ward, and you have Akella Witherspoon, you are feeling so good about the secondary. There's bodies everywhere. You can rotate in based on matchups. You can really feel good about the depth of that position. 
you need corners in this league. The 49ers, even with Kyle Fuller, I would still take Denzel Ward here. I would consider Harold Landry, obviously, Tremaine Edwins, Roquan Smith. You're going to consider a lot of things here, but I think Denzel Ward is the best of those guys, and that's who I'd go with. And then Minka Fitzpatrick slipping all the way to 10 to the Raiders. I don't know exactly where he would fit. I like Tart. I don't think that Minka Fitzpatrick is going to be so much better than the guys that they already have at safety. I don't know. He's a 205-pound guy. He's, his film is speaks for itself. He's a leader. Ray Lewis thinks he's going to be the best player in this draft. Oakland could look to shop that pick. Lamar Jackson, I still have being available. Uh, Mason Rudolph is going to go at some point. I think the Giants could take him in that trade down. That's my initial mock draft. Josh Allen going one. I don't think it's the right answer for Cleveland, but they're going to swing and trust their coaching in front office. I have the Niners with Denzel Ward at nine. Even if they add Tremaine Johnson, Kyle Fuller, um, I I think this is the right move for them. Quick pod today. We're going to do another one Wednesday. We're going to continue this kind of quick potting Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, maybe Thursday night. We're going to try and get some quick pods out for you. Free agency, NFL offseason, so much going on. KJ Podcast, hope I convinced you. Allen Robinson, don't cry if he doesn't come here. That's the key takeaway. They're not losing out on someone so special that the team that gets Allen Robinson is going to win the Super Bowl. It's not life or death with Allen Robinson. Let's keep cap room. Let's look at the defense. Jimmy Garoppolo and Kyler are going to be unstoppable on offense. Let's gauge how they are in a full season together first before possibly allocating unnecessary funds. You could be building with third, fourth, fifth round picks who become stars that are cheap. Guys, this is what I'm saying with Jimmy Garoppolo. Stop trying to build the pyramid beforehand. Let's slowly assemble these brick by brick. John Lynch has got it right. I don't think you need to be hauling in Allen Robinson at that price tag. Fair contract, one-year deal, two-year deal, all in. Five-year Julio money, I'm out. Love you guys, my people. Tweet me, Mr. Underscore Kevin Jones. Talk to you again Wednesday. KJ Podcast, we're out. You've reached the high fashion hotline. Hi, my family has big plans for Labor Day weekend, but our outfits aren't measuring up. Then get to Old Navy. Old Navy? Yep, Old Navy's huge Labor Day sale is on now. Get 50% off all jeans, 50% off all dresses, 50% off all tees, and 50% off all sweatshirts and hoodies for the whole family. 50% off all those styles? That's a big deal. So is this. Styles start at just six bucks at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Change of plans. We're spending the weekend at Old Navy. High fashion. Old Navy. Valid 830 to 93. Excludes in-store clearance. Active licensed and men's package tees.